My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Hey, welcome back. We're going to jump right into it because we have Tori on the line now, and we wanted to get her on, and we have Heidi Ganahl that's going to be joining us as well. I've been fielding phone calls all day. Joe, you support and you are backing Heidi Ganahl. Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I'm voting for Danielle. Okay, vote for Danielle. She can't win. No, she can't win then you're wasting your vote and you don't really want to get Polis out of the office. And they said, well, Joe, we just agree to disagree. Well, that, that's the outcome. And here, here's the reality of me endorsing a candidate. I'll endorse a candidate, not the establishment. And the Republican Party hates me. Let's just put it that way. They hate me. If hate was a strong enough word going all the way up, they would all hate me. From the chair of the RNC, who has vowed to work with Biden when they regain the majority in the House and the Senate. That is just a uniparty. But right now, we just want to welcome Tori to the show. Welcome to the show. Whoo! You have a campaign to win. Phew. Yeah. And right now, I'm charging up just outside of the rally, uh, the last rally that President Trump is having. In now Ohio. Before these uh, midterm elections. Yep. So I'm driving as fast as I can because I was sitting and trying to contemplate to see because the Supreme Court hasn't yet, the Supreme Court of the United States, right? We're not talking Ohio, we're talking United States, the justices, right? Uh, they haven't moved on my expedited motion yet. So I was trying to figure out a way how to use the state system to enjoying the use of the machines that way i am afforded the equal opportunity of inspecting the counting of the votes but unfortunately um because the supreme court of ohio said you know i'm a lesser candidate and you know i am not equal to democrat or republican i have to wait for the supreme court so i kind of left late running to go see the president and hear what he has to say, because I hear today is going to be a pretty pretty wild rally. It's going to be an explosive rally. We, we recognize that they're going to be cheating all over the country. And, and by the way, this is not just the Democrats that are cheating. It's the establishment that is cheating as well. Do you agree? Uh, everybody. You know, the Republicans and the Democrats are come from the same cloth. And so 
you know, the one thing that I've, I, I am, my, my mind is blown that conservative media outlets, far right, middle, left, upside down, haven't reported is my filing shows something that no one has paid attention to that I have been talking about for forever, right? Um, which is, you know, the parties have the right to end this obscurity and, you know, uh, division that these machines have cost us because of their black box voting ways. They have the right to inspect the counting of the vote. So people should ask themselves, why isn't your local GOP or DNC saying, look, we're going to put this to rest. Let's inspect the counting of the votes. Why is no one looking at the counting software? Well, I can tell you why they're why not looking at the counting of the software. Why am I court? But, well, they, tell me why. Tell but, me why. But, why won't the Republicans do it? Because they're just, they're as complicit. Even if even if the Democrats, even if the Republicans take over, remember what happened when President Trump was the president, and we had the House, the Senate, and the presidency. What did the Republicans do to President Trump? Absolutely nothing. In fact, they helped support right investigations, the Russia hoax, and kept saying that they were going to take him out and put Pence as president. Come on, we already know the answer to that. And if people actually focus on, you know, in order to see the future, see what's coming, we usually have to focus on the things that have already come to be. And if we remember correctly, it was in 2004 where the Republicans got caught rigging the elections to steal them away from John Kerry. Right. So it's interesting how people have amnesia and they think that the Republicans are better than the Democrats. They both do the same things. Republicans speak to us in a language that we are pacified with, you know, and the Democrats speak to their constituents in the language that pacifies them or entrances them. And, you know, people are picking a red cage or a blue cage and not going for common sense. We're allowing these, this infrastructure that they have built to keep us on two polar ends to dictate who gets into office. And, you know, they're going to cheat. But here's the thing. My case is in the Supreme Court. So even if they cheat, there's going to be a way to fix that. So, so, so let, let's Supreme talk about hearing the case. It's on yeah. the docket. So let's talk about the cheating. The cheating has become so pronounced and so evident, yet the mainstream media still comes out with the same thing. Nothing to see here. Misinformation, disinformation. Why? Well, that's the whole point of propaganda. I mean, you know, it's funny how the United States spent the first half of the last century fighting communism and tyranny and socialism, and they fought so hard that now they're on the other side of the Iron Curtain, right? Doing so, the same thing to us. So what's next? You're, you're, on the, you're on the ballot. You're obviously on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. What, what is, you know, how do you feel about the election, and, you know, do you think that, what are your chances? I mean, obviously, you got pushed so, on by the... Let's, let's do stats. We like math, right? Right. So uh, any independent that starts campaigning from the day they get on the ballot, which is usually August 30th in Ohio, has a 1% to 2% vote. Right. Any candidate that campaigns prior to getting on the ballot as an independent and successfully remains on the ballot um, has a chance of 4%. And this is for little district seats. There's never been an independent for a statewide race. Right. 
um, I came in way late. I was put on the ballot a little over 45 days before the election. I was not permitted to, the media won't mention my name. Voter guides have omitted my name as being on the ballot. So they've sent out information to all voters in Ohio that I don't even exist. Um, you know, I've had people contact me and say, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you were on the ballot. I thought I was going to write you in. So the media has completely ignored the fact that I'm on the ballot. They've invited the other two candidates for meetings and quotes and questions and sit-downs as if I don't exist. The Ohio Christian Alliance put out a voter guide yesterday and omitted my name on the ballot list. You know, the Center for Christian Virtue sent out printed voter lists, you know, just a voter guide, which names every single person for every party, and they omitted my name from that, too. Why? So it's like I'm Bouldermore. Ah, uh, well, because they know. I speak common sense. I mean, I couldn't even get an advertisement on TV until the last week, which they've been running, you know, in, in the areas that I wish to target, which are where people actually think for themselves, um, you know, on CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. I mean, come on, even the conservative media isn't talking, and I'm the only one in the Supreme Court. It's either someone's really salty, or maybe they're working with a conglomerate, too. That's the only thing I, I can assume. Because why wouldn't you talk about the only case that can probably break open these machines? That's in the Supreme Court of the United States, which today we just had movement because the Ohio Attorney General made an appearance on behalf of the Supreme Court of Ohio and Frank LaRose. So this is being heard in front of SCOTUS. And no one's talking about it. No, no one is talking about it. And your case is actually on the docket, but there's no guarantee. Well, I mean, th th there isn't a guarantee. If no, they don't... there is a guarantee. There was a set date of when they have to respond. The, the initial date, it has been set for December 5th. We have also filed an expedited motion that could be ruled on at any, any time, right? Right. So we filed it on the 2nd of November, but it wasn't docketed you know, to be approved, right? Because they won't docket every single case. <clears throat> they won't give a docket and say, hey, respond by then. Um, but they, they actually did. And we filed the expedited motion, hoping that we can get it sooner than December 5th, hopefully before the elections, too. But that didn't work. I guess, you know, there's a whole process that, you know, I, I think a lot of the public doesn't understand that when you file at the Supreme Court of the United States, you have to send... So X amount of copies in booklet form, I mean, just printing out the documents costs $3,500. And then once the documents are there, then they go through some anthrax check. No kidding. And after they pass that, then they put them on, you know, the system. And first the solicitor general slash and the clerks look to see if it's even going to be looked at. So they decide if they put it on the docket. So... We've, that's what happened between November 2nd and November 4th. So now we're sitting on the docket. And we've got a date of December 5th. I'm hoping that the expedited motion, you know, who knows? It could be ruled on tonight. It could be tomorrow. Uh, we don't know how they process. There's no set rules on how they process emergency motions. So we'll see. But regardless, however these elections pan out, which seems... You know, there's a lot of discourse going on right now because the Ohio GOP has, you know, put up, you know, 
Mike DeWine again, and nobody wanted him. Frank LaRose, nobody wanted him. And so people are struggling to to vote for them. Even if President Trump has endorsed Mike DeWine, real Republicans, people that actually believe in what the Republicans are supposed to stand for, right. won't. And so, um, you know, we're seeing a big split. Ohio is over 70% registered independent. Well, I think they're registered independent because they don't trust either party. Tori, I'm going to give you the final word. We've got a bunch of candidates that are going to be calling in. I want to have another, obviously, another uh, sit down with you. And I want to walk through because it's not easy reading, reading the Supreme Court um, lawsuit. It's not. And there's a lot to it. Um, but I... But I want to I want to sit down and do that for you. But I'll give you the final word. And um, it looks like we got a bunch of people that are listening that are from Ohio, so they're saying hi to you as well um, in the comments. But uh, final word to you. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I want everyone to get out and vote, even if they're using these corrupt machines. Your duty as a citizen is always to have your voice heard and always exercise that right, regardless, because you're doing the best you can with what you have at that moment. So never be discouraged. And at the final moment, miracles are so incredible. I mean, it's insane. I mean, I'm not someone that performs miracles, but I can tell you at least I tried to have a backup plan. <laughs> you know, so we've got something in the Supreme Court that may aid us considering what they're planning to do tomorrow. And I want everyone to just have a little bit more faith in humanity and fellow citizens and Always listen to what your president has to say. Um, he tells you everything you need to know in regards to the status of the nation. Um, Joel, God bless you. Thank God you very you. much. Um, and, yeah, and I'm off to see my president. All right. God bless you. <laughs> and, uh, hey, look, we'll God say bless. a prayer for you after the podcast as well, and then I will talk to you later. Thanks, Tori. Yeah, hopefully I'll win. All right. Hopefully Bye. you do win. We're with you. Tori Mata, she's running in Ohio for Secretary of State. We do hope that she wins. We're joined by none other than Heidi Ganahl from Colorado. I only have her for another 17 minutes. Heidi, welcome to the show. Hi, Joe. How's it going today? It's going really well. It's the day before the election, and um, I have this feeling that you're going to win. I was talking to a bunch of people on the independent side, and they go, well, there is no choice. Polis literally has done everything that the idiot in California has done and has caused us some severe pain, so there's no way we can vote for him. And my Democrat friends say that Polis has got to go. So that leaves you at the front door. How's it going? It's going well, Joe. Things have really changed in the last couple of weeks. The energy has shifted. I think it started when Polis called me a mad mom and thought he was being cute and funny in the debate. I was I looked over like, did he just really say that? He just ticked off every mom in the state of Colorado. That was his McAuliffe moment. So, you know, yeah. our kids are really suffering right now and parents are fired up and they are on the front line showing up at every rally loud and proud to defend their children. Well, so let's talk about that. You are a mom, you're a business owner. And by the way, you started the business yourself from scratch into a nationwide organization, right? Nationwide company. 
I did. I've been so blessed to live the American dream. I started out as a kid from Monument with no money, but a lot of love and support and started the first Camp Bow Wow in an old VFW hall south of downtown Denver in 2000 and built it for about 15 years to the country's largest pet care franchise. And I do miss the dogs. I sold the business a few years ago when I decided to run for regent at the University of Colorado. But um, I love being an entrepreneur. I love being a problem solver and helping people create jobs and, you know, living the American dream, too. I'm just really worried that's slipping away for our kids. Well, and let's talk about the slipping away for your kids. Small businesses have been disproportionately affected in Colorado. Uh, over 60%, there was a survey that said over 60% of the businesses in Colorado cannot afford to pay their rent. Yeah, and, and CU just put out a business climate survey and 40% um, thought everything's going okay. 60% thought things are not okay. That's a huge indicator. And we also had almost 30% more small business closures in the first half of this year than previous years. So I know Polis likes to say everything's going great. He spent $28 million in ads in the last uh, eight weeks or so, him and his dark money groups, to say everything's fine, Colorado. Everything. It's like that meme with the fire in the background. Yeah. Everything is not Fine. No, and nothing no, is not. fine in Colorado right now. So, so nothing is fine in Colorado and companies are struggling. But then there's the people that I care deeply about. And that's supposed people that are most disadvantaged. Um, you know, you know, what what can they look forward to in the future? Let's talk to the Democrats for a minute. Not just the Democrats yeah. that are the radical leftists like Polis. Let's talk to the everyday Aurora and Denver and just single moms just trying to make things work you know how can how can what you can do for colorado make their life better well a few things joe first of all um 95 of african-american and hispanic kids in Denver public schools can't read at grade level that is a tragedy if a kid can't read by third grade the end of third grade they're four times more likely to drop out of high school so we got to fix our school so i'm going to go all in on school choice the funding follows the student we've got to make sure that we provide transparency to parents because there's a lot of woke crazy stuff being taught in the schools right now parents are really ticked off about it so school choice and we also need to fix the economy, which we just talked about. He's crushing small businesses. So I wanna take Colorado to 0% income tax over eight years. We've got a great plan to do that. And it's been vetted by economists. It's on the website and it's, it's going to work. It's going to help boost the economy, just like they did in Tennessee over six years, went from 6% to 0%. Now they have one of the hottest economies in the country. And finally, if we're not safe, nothing else matters. And we are number one in auto theft, number one in bank robberies, number two in fentanyl increase in deaths. It is bad news when it comes to crime and drugs here in Colorado. I was raised by a police officer. I'm gonna raise, I'm gonna roll up my sleeves and get to work and fire the heads of the departments of justice, public safety and corrections, replace the parole board and cancel our status as a sanctuary state just to start out. Well, that's a lot to do in the first little bit. Let, let, let me ask you a question about, you know, kids, they can't read, they, you know, they can't, they're not proficient in reading, but there's, there's something else that has happened over Polis's term that I thought was just, you know, they spent $28 million with his dark money groups over the last couple weeks, right? Did you know that in the city and county of Denver, there are only two schools that have air conditioning? I mean, I know that that's that, two schools. But have you been in the Mayor Wellington Webb building? You know, that billion dollar building that sits down there. It's beautiful. It has, uh, you know, marble floors, 
the, all the executive offices for Denver in that building. Are, is, is there a way that we can do something to help the, those kids so they can be comfortable so they stay in school? Because we, we get a lot of sunshine and it gets really hot. And these kids are uncomfortable at home because they live in impoverished communities. Some of them don't even have running water. I mean, is there something we can do to make sure that we focus more on the needs of those kids, especially the ones that can't just make a choice to go to a different school? Yeah, Joe, we can stop spending $100,000 per homeless person to not fix a problem. It's gotten a third worse in the last couple of years. And we can also stop putting money into new bureaucrats and administrators in the schools. Right now, the average classroom in Colorado gets $250,000 in funding. Only fifty dollars of that goes to the teacher. So this is ridiculous that we can't put air conditioning in our schools. I mean, I, I don't understand what they're doing with all the dang money. I mean, I think the budget for K through 12 is $9 billion in the new budget he just put forward. We've also got to get our oil and gas industry back to work and quit um, going going too far too fast with these green energy codes. It's becoming untenable to rebuild, to put air conditioning in a school. You know, it's just ridiculous. So we should be the leader in energy production in the country here in Colorado. We have some of the strictest regulations on the planet. Um, We've got to get oil and gas back to work. And why would we not want to do that here where we can provide the cleanest energy on the planet and energy independence and national security? Colorado should be the leader on that front. Instead, Jared Polis has shut it down and wants us to not drive our cars and to use the bus system, which, you know, if you're a single mom and you're trying to get your kid to daycare in the morning and get to work, it doesn't work. But then you got to worry about your car getting stolen, too. And if it's worth less than $2,000, it's a misdemeanor. So not much luck yet. Well, and, and this is where you get with the, them talking to a certain part of the population that feels invis- invisible. I mean, there are people in the state of Colorado that don't even feel like they matter. They don't even feel like they have a voice. They feel like it's hopeless. So, you know, you know I've always, everyone says, Joe, you know, I've worked on taking care of the, the most disadvantaged environments, trying to give them the ability to see a way out, right? Work the problem. But I feel like as Colorado, as we start pushing down and diminishing the middle class, that we're, we're, we're leaving everybody behind. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't feel like it's getting any better. It's not getting better. In fact, we have 16% inflation since Joe Biden took office. That's costing each family in Colorado an extra $11,700 a year to live. Then you look at the increase in their heating bill, about 54% for an Excel bill this this winter, 50% higher than last year. Our kids can't read, write, or do math. And our streets are not safe. Fentanyl is destroying our state. It's a hot mess. And Jared Polis wants us to elect him for a second term to try and fix the problems that he created. You know, first and foremost, I'm a problem solver. I'm not a politician. You know, I know um, there's lots of of feedback about, um, you know, what I'm going to do around Colorado. It's too bold. It's too big. She's got her ideas, you know, are too much. Well, guess what, guys? We don't have time to nibble around the edges. We've got to save Colorado for our kids, make it safe again, make it affordable again, and make sure they can read again. That is my mission, and I am going to make sure we win in 24 hours so that we can execute that mission. Okay, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, someone that obviously I gave you my 100% endorsement, and I think you can actually solve these problems. And I, I think you can solve these problems by by being courageous and basically saying, hey, let's push aside some of the, the issues you say are obstacles. They aren't obstacles. Those are excuses as to why we can't actually make progress in solving these problems. 
but Danielle Neuschwanger is in the race. And, you know, I, I had a conversation with her. You, you know, I, I would never take a picture with Polis. Sorry, I'm just that guy. I won't. Um, but, you know, she, 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 she's pulling at, what, 1% or 2% right now? Actually, 2 or 3%, yeah. Let, let's talk to those, those people that would vote for Danielle right now. And, and I don't think she's a bad person. Uh, I think she's selfish. I'm going to just say it from my standpoint. She's selfish. And if we want to get rid of Polis, you know, taking a, a, a stand right now and saying, you know, I'm going to vote for someone who can't win, who is not the stronger candidate, is a problem for me. So what would you say to those people that would vote for Danielle to get them to maybe take a step back and to vote for you in this upcoming election? You know, Joe, this is really about our kids. And I want you guys to think about your kids and your future grandkids. And if you're okay with Jared Polis having another four years to destroy this beautiful state, do you want your kids to stay here? Do you want them to be able to afford to live here? Do you want them to not be addicted to drugs or, you know, have, we have one of the highest suicide rates in the country here in Colorado. Colorado has become a dangerous place for our children. And first and foremost, let's vote for our children and their future. And let's put our pride and ego aside. I am all about bringing everybody together right now in the final days of this campaign so that we can beat the true enemy, Jared Polis. That is what we've got to do. And we can sort out the rest later. But we have one mission in the next 24 hours, and that's to come together and vote that man out of office. He has destroyed our state. Yeah, there's no question he's destroyed destroyed our state. I, you know, I I um, it it's no it it's no secret that I'm not a fan of the establishment, and I'm not, and and they're not a fan of me. They're not a fan of me. Me neither, Joe. <laughs> I, and I think that's important for people to understand is they've offered you zero support in the Colorado GOP since you won the nomination after the primary. Is that correct? I mean. It- They've been supportive as far as conversations and, you know, including us where they can, but we haven't received money from them. Um, We've really um, just been the little engine that could trying to be off on our own, building teams and and finding voters across the state that like our message and want something different for our state. So, you know, we've just gutted this out and rolled up our sleeves and done the work to get this job done because I am not going to stand by and watch our state destroyed. So I have tried to not get involved in all of that, just stay out of it. But I've also been hit a little bit for doing things to win that some people don't like, like going through the the assembly and the petition process. Well, I'm a winner. I'm a fighter. I'm going to do everything I can to win. And that's what I'm doing to beat Jared Polis right now. I want everybody on my team. I love everyone in this state. I have respect for everyone, even if we have different opinions. But right now we have a a mission next 24 hours come together and vote together and get that man out of office. And then I will do everything I can to make everybody proud. Well, I think that unity is definitely something that we need. And the establishment on both sides, both the Republican and the Democrat, to me, I think are a danger and have left the people behind. So are, are you committed to putting America first, putting our children first and putting the people in Colorado first? Yes, I always have been, Joe. That's why I'm running. I mean, they can run attack ads and and the third party candidates can say what they will. But I have a heart for this state. I love Colorado with all my heart and soul. I want to fix it. I want to make it better so that my kids will stay here, that all of our kids can stay here and be prosperous. That's my only goal. And I want to bring people together. I'm tired of the divisiveness. We have got such great ideas to solve these problems. And we agree on 90% of it. 
the other 10%, we can work it out later. What did Reagan say about 80%? You know, we've got to just come together right now and win the day, win tomorrow, and we will have a bright future ahead and we can work out our differences and have, have a long, long um, standing leadership role in this state. Well, and you, you have run and you were very successful as on the Board of Regents for University of Colorado. So that you did, you know, you were the voice of reason, I think, there for years. Thanks, Joe. And I like to say I've beat Polis twice before, and this is going to be number three. I beat him in the Regent race statewide when I ran against Alice Madden, who helped him pull off the blueprint. I won by 77,000 votes when no one said I could win. And uh, it was when Hillary and, and uh, Bennett took the state pretty resoundingly. And then in the primary, when Jared Polis and the Democrats used $3 million to try and take me out and support my opponent, I won again. And I plan on, you know, being the underdog, but being the winner tomorrow night and winning back our state and making everyone proud. We're going to come together. We're going to celebrate for a few hours and then we're going to roll up our sleeves and get to work and fix the problems that we're facing. All right. Well, working the problem is actually the thing that I, I, uh, I, I think that we need to do the most. And setting aside all the politics, I don't believe that talking about ethics and morals are, are political jockeying points. I think that they're just normal human characteristics for any God-fearing man or woman. So I'm going to give you the final word. I know you got to pop out at 4.30, um, but I want to tell you, God bless you. I'll give you the final word, and then I'll pray for you. In a half hour when we get done with the podcast, I'll be praying for you as well. Thanks, Joe. We have a huge rally tonight that Stampede over in Aurora. would love everyone to join us. It's our last kind of hurrah before tomorrow when everyone goes to the polls. And here's how we're going to win, you guys. We're looking at the data. We need everyone to show up big. If we show up, if our party shows up, everyone together, we win this election. The Democrats are not showing up to vote right now. They're giving us this huge opportunity. And we are two or three points behind right now. We need everyone tomorrow. Absolutely. You broke up there for a minute, but I know that you want everybody to come out and vote tomorrow. And I got to tell you, I'll, I, I know my whole family's voting for you. I made sure that my daughter voted for you. Um, I, I really, I have my bone to pick with the GOP. And I'm not sure that the Republican Party is any better than the Democrat Party, but I know that you are the better choice and that you will do everything that you said because you've worked the problem before and you've always come out on top. So God bless you, Heidi, and, and uh, you know I think you will win tomorrow. And I'll see you tomorrow at the uh, Victory Party. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate the time. All right, Everybody go you. out and vote. <laughs> this episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. 
just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online available to everyone across the entire country. Questions came up. You guys are asking me. I saw it in the comment. You ready? You're disappointed because I didn't talk about election fraud and I didn't talk about the machines, right? Tell me you didn't. Tell me. You want to talk about that? How many? How often do I talk about it? How often? Every day. I talk about it every day. And twice on Sunday. This is not the time for her to get on here and talk to me about the negatives. And the same thing I did with Tori. I wanted to walk, talk through what she's doing uh, for her campaign to keep her positive. She's got to go out there and talk to other people. And we already have the radical left that are hammering down on her. So I'm not going to bring it up. She knows what I'm thinking. She knows what I'm about. We've had long conversations on the phone where I'm like, listen, the machines are fixed. And she's like, Joe. And I'm like, look. I was a tech CEO. I understand system architecture. We have all of this evidence. So this is about solving the problem. You want to know what I'm about? I'm about helping people that can't help themselves. That grew up in a system that they don't get an opportunity. There is no opportunity. They're, they're not thinking of themselves when they're sitting in first grade. You know what? I want to be a pilot. I want to be a doctor. I want to be uh, uh, hopefully you don't want to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. <laughs> you know, I want to own my own business. I want to uh, manufacture vehicles. I want to, I want, I want, I want, I want these things for my life. You know what they're thinking? I don't want to get shot and I'd really like to have some food. That's what they're thinking. And frankly, she's done. And I know, I have talked to people that are inside the GOP in Colorado. I've talked to them. And you know what they tell me? Yeah, Heidi's not our gal. She, she wouldn't follow, fall in line when we asked her to fall in line. When I first got into this, I got into this because I wanted to tell the truth. I wanted to come forward with the truth. It cost me everything. You think I'm going to support someone that's a rhino? That will never happen. Heidi is someone that can beat Polis if you get out and vote. I don't, I don't like the, the comments that, that da- everyone's the enemy of Danielle. Everyone. When they come out and they call her out for things that she did. I didn't do. She did it. When they came after me because they said that I said something about hanging polis, I never said that. That's a lie. I joked around about gallows from, from coast to coast because humor is a thing that heals the heart. Now, do I believe the people that stole elections and did those things should be held accountable and should be put to death if found Guilty of their crimes? Damn right. Because it's a deterrent. And this is not a victimless crime. Stealing elections has killed people. And it's time that we start holding people accountable for their bad behavior. You want to say that you want to vote for Danielle. Danielle can't win. Acknowledge that. 
acknowledge the fact that she cannot win. She does not have the base and she does not have the support. And if you're going to vote for her, and this is what I told Danielle. So you guys all understand what I told Danielle. I said, Danielle, so you know, you can run again in four years. I don't ever want to run for another office again. Then why are you putting your foot in the sand today and on the throat of people that need this state to change? I mean, if you would have told me I'm going to run in four years, I'm going to run on the Constitution Party, I'm going to do the things that are necessary, I'd say, okay, I can respect that. But when you tell me verbatim, that I am never going to run for another office, I have no interest in politics, then why are you standing on a hill where you can't win? And what you don't understand, what people don't understand, is that if she does stand in, in the way of Heidi winning, if she does stand in the way, she'll be a pariah. Because the, the, the establishment GOP will use her as a tool and, and ridicule her to death. She could never run for office again. Because they'll say the reason why Colorado went into the toilet and became California is because of Danielle Neuschwanger. And you don't understand that sometimes you have to win the day. You are not selling yourself out to the devil to support Heidi. You're not. You're actually going for a person who is a mom, is a great person, has served in other capacities, you know, <laughs> 4.65%, 4.75% is your, is your Colorado income tax. If that went down to zero, put 5% more in your pocket, instead of 54%, now you're 49%. Must not may not sound like a lot, but it is. And by the way, I, I don't think the GOP can is, is strong. I don't. I think the establishment is the radical left. Sorry. But they offer no support. Oh, we'll have some conversations but no money while they're out there sending out emails to gather money. Why? Because it's all about power and greed. We have to stand together and work the problem. And working the problem right now means that like Danielle or don't like Danielle, whether you like her or don't like her, she can't win. And Polis right now is the devil. He literally is a little devil running around, unaffected by anything, making decisions to make us just like California and has all the way through the COVID pandemic. Shut us down and has destroyed our state. And by the way, our, infl our in uh, inflation rate is about 8% above what it is anywhere else in the nation. It is the Uniparty. Kat, you're right. It is a uniparty. But we have to, if you want to, if you want to do a third party, you want to do a third party? You want to do it? I'm in. Sign me up. And we'll run it in 2024. We will run independent candidates on November 9th. We will announce on November 9th that we are going to run candidates in 2024 to take over this state. As the American party, we will walk door to door together. I will get out there with you. But right now, we have a job to do. And Heidi is not the win-all, be-all, but she is the win-all, be-all for the governor of Colorado to break the chains from what we're having to do with this
pack, this global pack between California and Oregon, all the cesspools, Colorado, break the chains of this interstate agreement. Did you guys forget about that? Yes, Polis will try and cheat, and Polis will try to take the office. And the only thing that stands in the way of that happening is what I hate more than anything out there, is, the, is that everyone has to show up on election day. You got to show up. Now, they're still going to cheat. They cheated in the primaries. They cheated at the assembly. That's all they do is cheat. They cheat on both sides. But if you want to win, we have to work the problem. We have to stay in the game. We have to have stamina. We have to have courage. We have to do the right thing always. Do the right thing and stay consistent. And I'm going to tell you, for those of you that have kids, if I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, then why is it that those parents that love their kids were hard on them, showed them consequences, showed them accountability, got screamed at by their kids? I was one of those fathers. My daughter will tell you, I was that father. I was, I was always tell her, I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. My job is to make you so that you are a better person in the future, that you have opportunity. And you don't like me right now? Tough. You know how difficult it is to look at your child knowing that she is literally just so angry at you. And that if she had to make a choice at that moment, you would not be her dad. You know what I'm talking about. How many of you buckled? Hopefully none. But how many of you buckled under that pressure of, I don't want to be the bad guy with my kid. I want my kid to like me. My daughter's 25 and she loves me now. She doesn't just like me, she loves me. And it was worth every bit of the pain that I felt raising my child. That is what we're going through right now. This is painful. And we are going to have to go through it. But your character is the ability to stand up and do the right thing the entire time. Not relent. Not give in. Not give up. Not just say, I want peace. And be selfish and not be willing to give that peace to the next generation. This election in 2022 is about the soul of our country. And many of you would tell me, it doesn't matter, Joe, they're going to cheat. <laughs> I got to ask you a question. Guy walks up, he's got a gun, he's pointing it to your kid's head. He's threatening to kill your kid. So you run at him, but you're like, he has a gun, he's going to shoot him anyway. Do you sit there and watch them as they shoot your child? See, I would rather lose my life than watch someone take something from me that's not theirs. They can take everything from me. It doesn't matter to me. I don't care. But God judges you by your character and he judges you by the stamina of whether or not you can stand up for what you believe in. So let them try to steal elections. We're, we're watching them everywhere. 
We know about Merrick Garland. We know about the, the systems he's putting in place in different states. We know about the CIA. We know about the FBI. We know about what they're doing inside of Dominion, ESNS, Smartmatic. We know. We know the code differentials between Clear Ballot and ESNS and Dominion. We know. How we got some of this information? I don't know. Not going to tell you. But we know. And you'd say, Joe, it doesn't matter. We keep launching stuff out there and they, we know that they're cheating and we know that they're a bunch of liars and we know the media is complicit. And look, we just went through this with the FBI and the DHS colluding with Twitter and we have proof that they were literally coming in as a state actor and telling them you cannot, you have to censor all this. Hunter Biden, Sussman, Russian collusion. They built stories inside of the social network accounts. They built them. All while trying to say, what? I'm, I'm innocent. I didn't do anything. What servers? Oh, you mean wash them? You know, wash them? Scr scrub? I don't understand. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. This is not even a conversation I'm having with you that's about Colorado. This is about the entire country. Tina did support Heidi. Tina Peters did. Somebody just asked. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family is protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Ash just said, we have a third party in the state with all the rights that come with it. Danielle takes 10%. She doesn't take 10%. She doesn't even have 3%. It doesn't happen. We're not prepared for it, Ash. We're not prepared. We didn't, we didn't work the problem that way. That's not what we told people. What we told people is that we would save them from this monster called Polis who shut us down and watched suicides in this place skyrocket for our children. And some of you don't want to hear it. Some of you think that, man, Joe, I don't want to hear this. I'm, I'm trying to tell you I'm trying to tell you that Tina did not fold under pressure. I just want to say that with you.
can we have a conversation and be real? Can I have a difference of opinion with you on this? And you not get mad at me. And you say that I'm, I want to support the establishment. No, I don't. And by the way, don't you even dare vote for Pam Anderson. That swamp creaching piece of trash, Secretary of State, Mark Zuckerberg minion, whose entire family are radical leftists, and she's no exception. She was a county clerk and recorder in Jefferson County. She's a derp, a Democrat in the Republican Party. She took money and stole our voice in this state and around the nation. I wouldn't vote for Pam Anderson if she was on fire. If she was the only thing that was standing between us and a, and I don't, I guess I wouldn't probably go that far. Yeah, I probably would. I mean, a, I, I think she's complete garbage. I think Kyle Clark is trash. Kyle Clark, Nine News, is supporting Pam Anderson. That should tell you everything. Antifa Clark at Nine News in Colorado, that should tell you everything that you need to know. Everything. Denver Post came out for Pam Anderson. It's a radical leftist rag. You know why? Because Pam Anderson is worse than Jenna Griswold. Jenna Griswold is just dumb. Pam is a calculated little you-know-what. Bish. I say it. That way I didn't cuss. I don't technically have to censor that. No. She's bish. Lopez did go to the assembly, and he did make the ballot. Yeah, yeah, he did make the ballot for the primary. He did. Look, they're doing the math. Look at, look at the math. They try to find the candidate that is least likely to win against Polis. We're talking about Colorado, and frankly, there are people... I don't ever want to get to the place. I don't ever want to get to the place where I take the lesser of two evils. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to get to the place where I feel like I'm having to sacrifice my soul to convince you to vote for someone. You vote. I want you to do this. Pray about it. That way you don't get to put it on me. And if it wakes you up at two o'clock in the morning and you, then great. If it doesn't and you feel good and you're at peace, that's okay too. But the commitment is that on November 9th, no matter what happens the day after the election, we work the problem for 2024. We don't wait until 2023. We go after the establishment with every freaking thing we have. We make sure they have no peace. We make sure we go after the DOJ. We make sure that we go after those people that would do harm to us. And we do it relentlessly. All right. I got a ton of stuff I want to go over with you. Because they are going to try and steal elections. They're going to be stealing elections all over the country. 
and we're going to catch them, and we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to demand that you go out there and be an ambassador of truth. And we have this whole thing planned, just so you know, the whole thing planned. This lesser magistrates tour, thousand cities. November 9th, we want to come to every city out there. We want to come to the city near you. We want to bring people. We want to bring Pete Santilli. We want to bring Seth Kesha. We want to bring myself. We want to bring Clements. We want to bring uh, Flynn. And you can say, I don't like some of those people. Okay, then pick someone else. But the goal is all the same. We're not yelling the British are coming anymore. We're saying that the, the devil himself is coming. And we want everyone to recognize who the devil is, and then we work the problem. See, we're, we're still in shock and awe going into the 2022nd election. We're in shock and awe. They just keep throwing more at us. We're going to cut through the chaos, and we're going to get right into it. But I now want to talk about the election fraud, and it's bad. This is... This is effing, just disgusting. Now let me see how smart you are. Go ahead and play B1. Massive support. Well, look, Jim, you're right. Historically, first midterm for a president can be challenging. But look, across the board, what we're seeing is enormous popularity for the Biden agenda. A more enormous popularity for the Biden agenda. Are you freaking kidding me? It takes everything in me not to cuss right now. Okay, this comes for the John Fetterman campaign sent a memo to reporters to buckle up for the long week saying their ballot counting processes could take several days before the results are made clear because they're stealing elections. They're stealing elections. They're stealing elections. They stole the elections there before and they're stealing the elections now. There's no COVID, no pandemic, no problem, but they want to tell us that it takes days to count ballots. With a computer system whose job is to count ballots, and it does everything but count ballots. Counting for ballots cast by mail and early in person cannot begin until Election Day thanks to the GOP-controlled legislature. An intentional move to help Republicans baselessly sow doubt about the election results when it suits them. Pennsylvania is one of only eight states that bans pre-processing of early mail-in ballots, forcing county officials to wait until 7 a.m. on Tuesday to begin operating return ballots, opening return ballots, and scanning them into the system. Because Pennsylvania is one of the only states that reports Election Day totals first before ballots cast by mail, and because more populated counties around Philadelphia could take longer to report, we should expect one of the most dramatic shifts in the country from initial GOP support and early results to stronger Democratic gains and more votes as process. Take this shit down. What did they do in 2020? They want to convince you that they're not the devil. They are the devil. The greatest lie the devil ever, ever, ever told was that he doesn't exist. He does exist. All of them, including the three necks that this cat has. And this piece of trash, KJP, oh yeah, it takes time. Go ahead and play three. The sense of what the president will be doing tomorrow on election day, tomorrow night, and if he has any plans to make an address on Wednesday after the results. So a couple of things there uh, I'll lay out for, to, for you all tomorrow and also on Tuesday. So tomorrow and Tuesday, the president will have a full schedule here at the White House. 
As I've previously said, we expect the president will address the elections the day afterwards. And when we have details on the timing of that, we of course will share it with all of you. Uh, but as, but I also just want to note, as you all know, because you guys have covered this these past couple of years in 2022, it took two weeks to, to call every state. In modern elections, more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and also by mail. And many states don't start counting those ballots until after the ballots, uh, after, pardon me, after the polls close on November 8th. So you heard the president say this the other night. He has been very clear on this as well. We may not know all the winners of elections for a few days. It takes time to count all legitimate ballots in a legal and orderly manner. That's how, the, that's how this is supposed to work. And it's important for us to all be patient when while vote, votes are, are being counted. This is not just for all of you, but this is also for the folks who are watching. And so I think it's important to just remind folks uh, that's something that uh, people should be mindful of as well. Next cut from this fool, please. In the closing weeks, the, uh, the cycle, the president and uh, supporters have talked about the ramifications of a Republican-controlled Congress, talked about the choice, not a referendum, as the president said, why is the president, uh, in addition to running on his achievements, not run on a specific agenda? As far as I can tell, there's only one bill the president has said he would sign, Democrats control the House of Congress, and that's a bill to codify abortion rights. Why not lay out for the public what would happen if Democrats held both the House and Senate? So, I, you know, I, I, I hear the question that you're asking, but I disagree uh, in kind of the premise of the question. And what I mean by that is, if you look at the last 20 months of this administration, and I want to be really always be careful about elections here, talking about that from here, um, the, the congressional Democrats and also the president has delivered. And that's why we've laid out what what we our agenda. And our agenda has been to make sure that the American people get a little bit breathing room, to make sure that we have an economy that works for everyone. And we've laid out uh, what one of our, the president's uh, most biggest priority, right, his economic, economic priority was making sure that we lower costs. That's what the Inflation Reduction Act was so important. Only Democrats voted for it. If you think about when the president walked into, into this administration, the American Rescue Plan, meeting the moment that we were currently dealing with. We're dealing with a pandemic that had shut down small businesses, hundreds of thousands of small businesses across the country. You know, thousands of people sadly were dying. We had schools that were, you know, that were shut down and the president met that moment. And also to make sure that communities were protecting, uh, were able to protect themselves, right? Local governments were able to protect communities by having, being able to fund uh, for police officers and bring back teachers. All of those things are uh, what we have been very proud of, uh, making sure that we lay out that agenda. And what we have said is that we are going to continue uh, to make sure that we're lowering costs. We're going to make sure that we continue uh, to make sure that we bring uh, a little bit more breathing room for the American people. And let's not forget student loan aid as well, which is going to help almost 40 million people to give them a little bit breathing I don't even know what to say at this point. People can't afford to do anything right now. Let's talk about yesterday's uh, I mean, th this will be really interesting. You guys should know. How many voters are there in New Mexico? It's an excellent question. There's a little over 2 million people that live in the state. Yeah. Ready? Put it up. 
This is the New Mexican Secretary of State. The number of registered voters and the statewide turnout, this was uh, updated, I guess, on November 8th at 4.35 p.m., shows registered voters 17,284,921. I can tell you right now that I've, I run a lot of different programs. Now let's go ahead and go to the next one if you would. Here you go. Registered voters, 1,361,941. That was yesterday to, to, to uh, today, I believe. Yeah. Last results were reported on 10-28-2022. That was, that was as of uh, October 28th. Go to the next one again, the other one again. Here's the other one that says... 17,284,921. Now they're not going to steal any elections, guys. But we do have a clown show, so we must actually honor the clown show. Cut six. Quick reminder. Vote. vote. Go to IWillVote.com to find out where and how. One more time. Quick reminder, vote. Go to IWillVote.com to find out where and how. Somebody just said that Greg Lopez had his primary stolen just like Tina Peters. I would agree, but he relented. And the candidate is Heidi. Don't have to like me for it. I'm just telling you what the reality of it is. Okay, so let's go to uh, the warning of violence from poll watchers because, you know, we're not allowed to talk about anything or do anything. We're just there to watch. Meanwhile, concerns are growing over election safety. Intelligence officials are warning that extremists could target election-related infrastructure, personnel, or even voting sites. ABC News contributor and former acting undersecretary for intelligence at the Department of Homeland Security, John Cohen, and ABC News senior investigative reporter Aaron Katursky both join me now for more on that. Uh, John, I want to start with you. What specific threats is the intelligence community looking out for? He doesn't know. Yeah, intelligence professionals and law enforcement are on the lookout for three areas of threat activity. They're concerned about threats or actual acts of violence directed at government officials, law enforcement personnel, election officials, uh, poll workers, or even the family of, of any of those groups. Uh, they're also concerned about cyber attacks or physical acts of vandalism directed at the election infrastructure, whether it's voting machines or from a, from a vandalism perspective, ballot drop boxes uh, or polling sites. And finally, they're going to be concerned about and looking out for confrontational interactions between self-deployed election monitors uh, who are informed by wild conspiracy theories uh, and the voting public. Now, Aaron, what kind of impact could this have on election day tomorrow and future elections? We should say at the outset, Diane, most Americans are going to vote in the midterm elections without a hitch. But there is concern that some of the activity John describes is just going to be disruptive or potentially discourage people from actually coming out and exercising their right to vote. 
There's also concern that people are going to stay away because they think the elections aren't going to be on the up and up. They've been listening to some of their social media feeds or reading misinformation online. There is nothing wrong with voting machines. We know that the 2020 election was not fraudulent. And yet those theories persist in many cases by some of the very candidates who are running to take over in this year's midterm elections. The, the fear that, that law enforcement has is that all of this gets amplified on social media, sows this sense of discord in America, and has an effect on how Americans conduct themselves on election day and around elections. Now we're the enemy. We're the slaves, but now we're the enemy. You know what I think they're doing? What? Um, I think what this is, is they're queuing up already. Blowing up the AT&T building like they did in yep, Nashville? Doing some stupid crap, and or they're going to have some yeah. idiots out there who are impersonating us, per impersonating people watching the polls, and they're going to start uh, harassing people or do something on camera, and then they're going to try and play it off like it was uh, our people and we're so extreme, or they're going to find anything they can take out of context and do the same thing. This is the part. This is the part where people have to be smarter than the average bear. I mean, we are we are up against quite a bit when it relates to the evil of our country. There's no election deniers. There are no conspiracy theorists, you freaks. There are just people out there that are American that are watching others suffer more than they are, actually. And there are people getting turned off and don't want to talk about the reality of it. But like we're look at the slide that's happened in this country over the last two years. And by the way, don't ignore World Economic Forum and the people that have supported World Economic Forum. I mean, the Bilderbergs, that's a real thing. Political dynasty is a real thing. J.P. Morgan Chase. Finance wars, World War One, World War Two. It's a real thing. There are dynasties that exist over the last hundred years that have enslaved us as, as people. That's not made up. That's a real thing. Oh yeah, I forgot about this. Can anybody else see that, or is that just me? That was just you. I'll put it up. All right, let's put it up. So world spiritual leaders. So now we our our world spiritual leaders are, are assigned to us. They tell us what we have to. But the world spiritual leaders don't want us to have kids anymore. That we should want to depopulate. This, you can't make this up. They found a guy that basically was climbing a mountain or something. He was wearing some chucks. Decided, hey, let's just go ahead and bring this guy in. Call him our spiritual leader. World Economic Forum spiritual leader explains exactly why society should consciously choose to depopulate. Why is this compulsion about, what is this compulsion about having a child? This is, oh, this is unbelievable. You can play the video if you want. This yeah, please a, do. This guy's a whack job. Here at the Economic Forum, I think there's a sense of relief, actually, in your frankness. Um, you brought up some issues that, that others are reluctant to That's my to trouble. Always. <laughs> 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 All the religious groups are against me because I'm talking about population. They want more souls, I want less on the planet. 
<laughs> what? What the hell is wrong with these people? You know why I had kids? It's joy. That's the future of everything. We should want to depopulate our, our, our world. See how he laughs, too? You got some crazy guy that comes out and says, I'm a spiritual leader. What spirits do you... <laughs> what spirits? What, who is this guy? The demon Sherpa. The demon Sherpa. Oh. I want to go back. I saw a couple of things here. Tim, you said Ray Epps is in Colorado. Is that a real thing? What? Where? Who's guy's number? I actually think that this week, tomorrow, by the way, maybe we'll call journalists like Eric Machabakshabaka. Yeah. Give that guy a hard time. Yeah, I yeah. want to just get your opinion on things. Okay. We have more to talk about. And we're out of time, but I'm going to keep going for a couple more minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. We are almost out of time. There's a twit. Twitter is fact checking people who are saying things about Trump. Finally, we have new fact checkers. So let's put this up if you would. Love Twitter's new fact checks. Also, a president told people they should inject bleach. Fact check. President Trump never said anyone should inject bleach to kill COVID-19. The claim of drinking or injecting bleach is false and rated as rated by PolitiFact. Trump was speaking about disinfectants on surfaces and wondering aloud if similar ideas could work in the lungs. Funny enough, on that point, he was also talking about the possibility of using uh, UV technology, uh, which was under development. And they're actually now putting forward uh, news stories right now about how UV technology could use to combat the pandemic. Pretty neat, huh? Ironic. Ironic. All right, row. Okay, so let's take that down. And here is when Biden said that he used to code. This is actually interesting. Maybe he was coding with Eric Coomer. Go I ahead. don't know. He's uh, this is one you know because he's he's saying he's going to shut down all the coal plants. Yeah. So remember when he said this? Somebody can yeah. go down three hundred to three thousand feet in the mine. Sure, and he can learn how to program as well. Give me a break. Anybody who can throw coal into a furnace can learn how to program. For God's sake. This guy's a. F <laughs> you tell me, fifty percent of the country voted for that. Massive support for the Biden agenda. Massive, massive. Can't get fifty people in a room to say hi to him. They're just liars. Let, let's do this. This is uh, Clinton. Clinton on the evidence regarding the Epstein relationship. This is really interesting. I love this one. This was awesome. Any comments on the alleged uh, allegations of your uh, connection with Jeffrey Epstein? No. Oh, that guy looks uncomfortable next to him. Didn't like that one. No. And then you, you got to have um, basement. <sighs> this is Obama talking. This is great, by the way. And I will happily censor this one. Yeah, play it. Come on. 
I said Huck, by the way. I did not say the F word, so you guys do not have to censor me. I had to say it. I had to add my own little part to it. Huck Joe Biden. They were saying, let's go, Brandon. They were talking about the race car driver. He's a beesh. Beesh. He's a beesh. <laughs> See, I can say it, too. He's a beesh. Tell that beesh where to go. <laughs> yeah? Undisclosed, he was interviewed by a mag. Oh. New York Times. New York Times came here too? Ah, oh, man. Let me know where they are. I'm keeping my list. I'm checking it twice. Going to find out what journalists need to get punched in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'd never be a, a songwriter. Maybe I would. I feel like Ford Yellow Blow would, would, would produce that song. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, so um, we have this. I have a couple more that. KJP, dude, she, nothing here, nothing here. But I bet you she could shovel coal into a fire. Maybe she could learn to program. <laughs> <laughs> go, go ahead and play this. All right, now we're having a little fun with these idiots. Go. Uh, two questions, if I could. One, um, you and President Biden last week have been warning the American people that uh, election results may not be official on Tuesday night, that it might take some time. Um, I wondered if the White House would support essentially having states uh, who don't count ballots early, uh, or who don't count early ballots so that they're ready for election day. Would you support having those states change their laws to count early votes so that election results will come in sooner? I, I don't have anything to share with you on that about changing policies or changing what states do. Uh, what we're what the president was trying to say is that um, you know if we are in a time uh, in a different time uh, where in, in modern elections where more and more ballots are being cast in early voting and by mail as I mentioned and many states don't start counting ballots uh, until after the polls close on November 8th. So we're just trying to communicate with the American people, let them know like this is this process certainly has changed again in modern elections. And so uh, again, you know. It, it's, it's an it's a important reminder for people to be patient, uh, for people to understand that. And that's what we care about. That's the message that we're trying to put forward to the American people. Um, I'm just not going to talk about uh, policy changes or what we <laughs> So Tim goes, hug Joe Obama. Joe Obama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hug Joe Obama. I think they should have done that, too. That would have been awesome. Awesome, awesome. We're not going away. What did I say before? We're not going away. We're going to fight them all the way to the end. All the way to the end. All the way to the end. All the way. We're not conspiracy theorists. No. We're Americans. We're Americans, and we're going to fight for the American values. All right. I was just told to refresh the drive again. Am I refreshing it again? All right. Here, refresh it one more time. Here we go. Oh, the Hatch Act. It's illegal for any federal employee to advocate for a political party. 
let's go ahead and watch this C8. This this is an interesting little maybe tidbit you should know about KJP and the crap bags on the left. Go. The Hatch Act. We do try very hard in this administration to respect the Hatch Act. Uh, as today, we announced that we receive. And uh, it is prohibited for a federal employee to engage in political activity, activity directed at the success or failure of a political party, candidate, group, while the employee is on duty in any federal room or building. Have delivered over two billion dollars for Hurricane Ian recovery in Florida. We are committed to ensuring Florida builds back better and stronger to withstand the next storm. Independent economists are warning that Republicans in Congress want to worsen inflation with deficit exploding tax giveaways for the rich and big corporations. But that's not all. Congressional Republicans from Senator Rick Scott to Senator Ron Johnson to the Republican Study Committee, which includes most House Republicans, have all been unmistakably clear that they want to put Medicare and Social Security on the chopping block. Yesterday on Meet the Press, Senator Scott was yet again forced <laughs> to answer for the extreme proposal he released earlier this you year. You can't make this crap up. Medicare to expire. Why, why would we follow the law? Unless Congress voted <laughs> to renew it. He tried to snake his way out of this plan by, by uh, throwing up a debunked lie. Let me ask you, you've, you've been asked a million different ways about Social oh, Security. Boy. You know the Democrats want to bring this issue up. Uh, sunsetting the program every five years for renewal. Why do that? Why put Social Security into sort of the political, um, uh, into the political arena every five years? Why put seniors through that? Why do you think that's a good idea? I have no interest in, in uh, changing the Medicare program. I want to make sure we preserve the benefits of Medicare and Social Security. I don't know one Republican wants to change that. In my plan, I said, we have got to start being honest with the public that what's our plan? Medicare is going bankrupt. Social Security is going bankrupt. Here's what the Democrats did. They just cut $280 billion. Every Democrat that's running right now yeah. in the Senate, okay, and those in the House, they all voted to cut $280 billion out of Medicare, which is going to cut life-saving drugs. They it, did this. You Joe know, Biden you're doing a math, you're playing a math game. The Senate, you are playing and, a math game there, Senator. That, he didn't pay his taxes. Senator, you're Say playing a math game here. You're, you're playing a math game. They didn't cut anything on Medicare. It's cost <laughs> savings having to do with the prescription drug benefit. Look, I, I, I understand that you want to call it something else, but it, Chuck, if you cut, cut if you cut spending in Medicare, you're probably going to it's probably going to impact ability for somebody to provide things. When you cut I out will, $20 will billion, dollars, that there's a life you things argue that, that your Medicare mom will cut. not get. That's what's going to yeah. happen. It's all right. I, I will remember this Chuck, when you, when you guys claim a Medicare cut spending. isn't a cut. And here's the kicker. In the private sector, Rick Scott oversaw the biggest Medicare fraud in history. So don't take my word for it. Don't take our word for it. Let's take PolitiFacts. So with that, oh, yeah. you, know, you really can't make <laughs> things up. All right, Zeke. And again, prohibited for a federal employee to engage in political activity directed at the success or failure of a political party candidate group while the employee is on duty in any federal room or building. What do you think we just saw, Joe? I don't know. Definitely not that, right? All right. So listen, I I I know that you guys. Somebody just fact checked me on the video of Obama, and I want you to know that yes, I do know that it was not, it was not. Uh, but it's funny. F Joe Biden. That that was interplayed in that deal. But it is really funny. 
And if it was going to happen, it should have happened. And you still had people behind me like, Huck Joe Biden. Huck Joe Obama. Okay, we're out of time. Love you guys. Listen, tomorrow's a big day. We're going to be in and out all day having candidates call in. It's going to be power day. I'm just preparing you for the worst so we can work the problem. It took a long time to get here. You think it's going to just you know, snap your fingers and we're going to... Oh, you thought that Trump was going to say that it got stolen. We'd have all this evidence of it being stolen and that the left was going to be like, yeah, you're right. They're going to double down to the bitter end until we fight to get rid of them. Because they have no other choice. This is a big plan. Did you think that they were just going to lay down? I, I mean, that, that's the part that drives me crazy is you, you think at some point that this is somehow that we're just going to snap our fingers and they're going to be like, yeah, you're right. You caught us. Even when the evidence is in, they still plead not guilty. And then they use everyone else around them to tell a story that's not true. What have they always done? Tomorrow, we're going to do a show on the liars. We're going to bring Coomer into it. Oh, that's going to be fun. I'm going to love watching his little mugshot. Let's pray. Shall we? You said you were going to say something. No, I'm good. Oh, just remember, uh, facts blessed today. Send it. If you're a member, thank you. And you are the tip of the spear. Uh, if you're not, become a member. You get to send these free every day with your membership. Today we talked about institutional slavery and the consequences of stolen elections. Because those consequences are very, very real. Uh, very, very real. And the demand for remedy is super simple. We will not accept stolen elections any longer. Yeah. We're done with it. I, I want everybody to understand something as well. Download the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, become an ambassador of truth. And just know that I'm going to continue to fight for you as you fight for me. And we're not going to give up. And we know in the end, God wins. Guys, listen, God wins in the end. One way or another, you weren't making it out of this life alive anyway. And our whole job is to make sure that we do not resort to violence, but we do use our voice and we have force. Our American people should not suffer at the hands of evil. Some point, you got to step in the middle, step in the gap. All right. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to be here together. Thank you for the candidates that came on. Thank you for Heidi. Thank you for Tori. Thank you for the courage that they have to stand up against an evil that just keeps pressing in on us as people. Father, I would ask a special blessing on those people that are listening and those people that have listened, that you let them know what is right. Who to vote for? It's a bold, it's a bold blessing. And it says that, you know, if you ask and you will, you will receive, you'll, that you'll tell us which path we need to take. There are people that are upset over the fact that 
they want to vote for a certain candidate. And Father, I would just say that I've, I've told people what my thought is. But I would ask you to be in the hearts and minds of, of those listening and those that aren't listening, that you, would, that you would have them do your will. You know, we don't have the answers. But we have faith, Father, that you will deliver those answers to us. Give us the wisdom, the courage to carry forward. Father, help us to be humble and quiet and still and listen. But help us to also understand that it's our job to fight for our kids and grandkids, for our country, and for the, for the world. Father, help us to strip down all of the propaganda, all the evil in our society, and expose the truth. And help us, Father, that we may be relentless in our, in our pursuit of accountability and justice. I ask for all these things, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> we have a couple things. One, for those of you that did not see my commercial, I want to show you my commercial again. Can I show my commercial? Do you have the one with the flamethrower? Uh, let's see. I know I do. I can share it with you if you don't. So I have a DCF commercial. I also have a Mike Lindell commercial. You can, you can go over, by the way, and get Giza sheets right now. You can get Giza sheets for twenty nine ninety eight at MyPillow with code CD21. So go over there. <clears throat> follow, follow us on all these different platforms as well. Blah, 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 blah. It's going to be a red tsunami because you're going to pray for it. You pray for a red tsunami and we'll have it. Okay, go ahead and play it. Hi, I'm Joe, Supreme Leader of DCF Guns. What is DCF Guns, you ask? We're the best damn gun store and range in the universe. Do we have guns? We have all the guns. We got small guns. We got big guns. We even have beastly guns. We offer all types of training, and we have five ranges across our three locations. I'm a good shot. And of course, we have all types of ammo. We even have flamethrowers. Woo! We offer incredible membership opportunities, and members save even more on guns, ammo, and accessories. Military, both active and retired, and first responders get up to 40% off memberships. Come join the DCF family today, where we keep the range hot and the deals hotter. It's hot. It's hot. I love that commercial. It's so good. All right. Um, guys, I'll see you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Bring your friends. Bring some popcorn. I Somebody took a video. I'm trying to find it. They sent me a video. And the video was like 20 of them sitting in a room watching us on TV <laughs> at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I go, what are you doing? They, they go, the whole office sits around and watches you every morning at 10 a.m. We sit around and we just sit around and watch you. There's like 20 of them sitting around watching us on TV. It's pretty awesome, actually. So thank you. Amanda, thank you for putting us on TV. All right. God bless you all. I'll see you tomorrow.
If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the daily fax blasts, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America.